For the Love of a Woman, Chapter 4, by the Carnivorous Muffin and Vanel, based on the works of Stephanie Meyer. At 9.30 in the morning, feeling disgustingly hungover, Jacob shifted back, put on his pants, and stared at the Cullen household. Last night had not been fun. Jake had had a few drinks before. After he'd shifted, it was a little hard to say no at the tribal meetings, but he had never been this wasted before. Never been able to consume that much alcohol, not with Sam's watchful eye nearby. Mostly, though, he just hadn't had the chance. Last night, though, well, he'd had the chance. He was damn lucky he hadn't run into anyone. He wasn't sure who was on patrol, which had been significantly downsized since the army of the undead had been defeated. But Jacob must have been just far enough out of range to not warrant investigation. He'd been a little too drunk to tell if there was anybody listening in, and if so, who. Or they hadn't believed what they were seeing or didn't want to touch it with a ten-foot pole. Sounded like a Leah thing to do. Regardless, no one came after him in the night or the morning after, so he figured he was good. At least, good for now. With the stark light of morning, Jacob recognized that sooner or later he was going to phase near the others and they were going to hear about all of this. Sam would have words. His father would have words, Jacob realized with sudden dread. He wondered, for a brief, desperate moment, if the offer of grandchildren might titillate Billy enough to make him let this pass. He and Charlie could be grandfathers together. He just had to let his son get to first base with the leech. Possibly second. No, Billy would not be impressed by that. And yeah, he got it. A week ago, he'd be on the same side of the argument. He still was when it came to Bella's leech love disease. Just considering Sam was the guy who had ordered Jake immediately to cut off all contact with Bella, he was not going to understand Jacob's need to fondle a leech to get the girl. Right. That was a future Jacob problem. The current Jacob problem was that his head was pounding, he was staring at the Cullen's weird glass house, and somewhere inside was Bella Swan and Edward Cullen, and maybe the others because they also lived here. Jacob swallowed very loudly as he steeled himself, or tried to anyhow. Anything, he'd said last night. With that, Shirtless as ever, Jacob opened the unlocked front door and walked straight into the Cullen house. The foyer was empty and, God, did it look like the set of a horror film. The grandioseness of the stairway, the glass everywhere. Jacob supposed it was meant to look inviting or some shit. Rich, certainly. But without any people, it just looked eerie. Kind of like a hall of mirrors. He knew, without having seen it, that the bathroom looked just like the one in The Shining. It wasn't hard to make out sounds from what must be the kitchen as well as the smell of breakfast being made. Breakfast, human food, had to mean Bella. All right. Squaring his shoulders, Jacob followed the sound and the delicious smell of pancakes into the kitchen. Surprisingly, it wasn't Bella making the breakfast. Instead, it was Mama Vampire humming away at the stove and looking not only shockingly adept at navigating the kitchen, but also unusually cheerful about it. She was humming a little tune, something Jake vaguely recognized as old-timey and probably from some musical, and looking as happy as a clam. There was an apron around her waist, too, 
a red and white checkered apron with ruffles on the edges. She looked exactly like one of those 1950s painted housewife advertisements, like all she needed now was to sell him a bottle of Coca-Cola. Bella had a stack of pancakes in front of her, maple syrup running down them. They looked so perfect. Jacob readjusted his vision of Mama Vampire selling Coca-Cola to Mama Vampire selling pancakes. Bella wasn't touching them. Looking around the kitchen, Edward Cullen, the man of the hour, was nowhere to be found. Catching sight of Jacob, Bella went from her usual sheet white to a vague green. Her eyes grew three times their natural size, and she dropped the fork she'd been idly poking her pancakes with. Jacob decided to go in for the kill. So, what's a pretty girl like you doing in a place like this? He greeted her and grinned flirtatiously. Bella's lip wobbled, and she shook her head mutely. Oh, Jacob, Mama Vampire said with delight, like they were old buddies or he'd ever introduced himself. What a pleasant surprise. Have you already eaten? Jacob paused, stared at the woman, but she looked completely earnest. That wasn't part of the plan. He looked at Bella. Was eating pancakes together intimate and endearing, or would it ruin his sex appeal? Suddenly, Jacob wasn't sure. But God damn it, those pancakes looked heavenly. He also hadn't, in fact, eaten because he'd spent all night running drunkenly around the woods. He hadn't even been home. He hadn't even brushed his teeth, he realized with dull horror. Right then, he should definitely make his breath taste like pancakes and maple syrup and not alcohol and sleep. He'd have to eat those pancakes sensually. Swaying his hips slightly, he sidled across the room to sit down next to Bella. Bella flushed furiously and refused to look at him. Jacob's spirits lifted. She was blushing. That had to be a good sign. Mama Vampire gracefully deposited the pancake she had just finished onto a plate and passed it to him. Jacob took a bite and immediately stopped. It was the pancake of the gods. Holy shit! He would have sold his soul for this pancake. He glanced pointedly at Bella's untouched plate, then his own. Wordlessly, Bella moved her plate towards him. Jacob devoured his way through her entire stack in a matter of seconds. Esme clapped her hands in delight. It was so close to being a human gesture, except the sound was like when you knock two rocks together to make fake horse noises. My, Jacob, aren't you hungry? Do you want more? She asked. Yes, Jacob said without even thinking. The answer was always going to be yes. He would devour this lady's entire house. Esme beamed and Jacob found himself beaming back. Bella didn't say a word. She wasn't even looking at him. Had instead turned her head to stare out the window. He should say something. He wasn't sure what, and as it was, he was a little too distracted by pancakes to think of something. Maybe in five minutes. Is Edward home? He asked Esme. Bella's breath hitched. Well, yes, Esme said happily. He's upstairs. Edward? She said at a slightly higher volume, even though Edward would hear her anyway. Maybe it was for Bella's benefit. Would you come down? Jacob's here. Jacob wondered for a moment what the woman was thinking. A few days ago, Jacob showing up like this and looking for Edward, it would have been to murder him, treaty be damned. 
Jacob being here in this kitchen shouldn't have been a good thing for this woman. But she seemed to think they were all having a great time. His stomach froze as he wondered if Edward could possibly have told her. No way, right? I'm sorry, Esme. Bella said meekly, making to stand from her seat, looking utterly panicked as she tried not to fall on her ass. I'm not feeling well. Esme opened her mouth to reply to Bella, but she was interrupted by the door opening. In walked the whole damn family. Jacob had always thought they'd make a good television show. You had the huge one, the size of a house, and bigger even than Jacob. The blonde woman who would have been hot if she weren't a leech. The utterly terrifying looking blonde one, who looked like he'd crawled out of the devil's ass and claimed to at that. The tiny freak who had to be the size of Thumbelina and acted like she was a hop, skip, and a jump from being a leprechaun after her pint of gold. Housewife vampire who even wore aprons for the occasion. The McDreamy doctor who would make a great Michael Bluth. And, of course, Edward who was Dreamboat son. Regardless, they had a full lineup. And all of them had just walked into the suddenly very crowded kitchen. What is this? It was the blonde. She'd always given Jacob bitch vibes. It seemed those vibes were on point. Jacob couldn't resist. He gave her an odd look, as if he had every right to be there and she was the one acting weird. I'm eating breakfast, he told her. Don't be cute, Blondie said with a sneer. You're not nearly good looking enough for that. Oh, I don't know. About... Edward began, but trailed off. His eyes were fixed on Dr. Fane. A look of sudden horror was descending on his face, as if he had just realized something very important which he had previously overlooked. Dr. Fane gave him an odd look. Jacob was going to go on a limb and guess that Edward had not told the family what he was up to yet. Bella? Rosalie said, the name said with an exasperated sigh. Did you invite him? Bella looked at Rosalie with panic and horror. Her voice was hoarse with emotion, rough, as she said. No. Rosalie raised a pointed eyebrow at Jacob. It was an eyebrow that said, Get out! Jacob waggled his own eyebrows right back at her. The scary blonde, Jasper, looked between Bella and Jacob, and before Jacob could blink, he was standing next to Bella, a hand on her shoulder. Bella immediately looked much calmer. Do you want him gone? He asked, eyes fixed on Jacob. No, Edward blurted, but he wasn't doing anything either. He was still staring at Carlyle, who at this point was staring back at him, utterly befuddled. Jacob had a feeling he was asking Edward something in his mind. No, Rosalie asked, now turning to look at Edward as if he'd grown a second head. You know he's here to kill you, right? Not actually here to kill him, Jacob cut in. That would break the treaty. Jacob wasn't entirely sure he even could. Oh, Sam had left options open. The Cullens were demons, after all, and you could never be too careful. But it would be complicated enough that Jacob hadn't done it when the Cullens had returned, even when he'd really wanted to. Edward opened his mouth to say something, but it only stayed open. No words came out. He had yet to look away from Carlyle, who still looked mystified. Dude, are you chickening out? Jacob thought, and felt himself grow slightly alarmed. So much for Edward Cullen's big words yesterday. Oh, he could talk all he liked. 
But apparently, when it was time to put his money where his mouth was, this was the result. I am not a coward, Edward hissed, only to remember his entire family was in the room. He shifted uncomfortably and tried to regain what was left of his crumpling dignity. Bella raised her head to look at Edward and her eyes. The Shining Association came back with full force, because something in Bella's expression made her look exactly like Wendy when she found Jack's All Work and No Play Makes Jack a Dull Boy manuscript. Bella, Jacob thought, was far from ready to admit to her threesome fantasies. Great. Then why are you here? Blonde asked with a sigh, now putting her hands on her hips, as if the sooner she asked, the sooner she could get this over with. She wished. Don't ask me. The tiny one, Alice said with a perky smile. I can't see anything with him in the house. Edward snapped for breath and looked mildly nauseated. By horror, not by disgust, as he turned away from Carlisle to look at Bella. The room was silent for several long seconds as Edward and Bella gazed at each other. Though where Bella remained bound by dread, Edward seemed to draw strength from gazing into her eyes. Looked like the leech had rediscovered his purpose. Carlyle placed a hand on Edward's arm and tried to capture his eyes. Jacob could just see the question he was asking in his mind. Son, what the fuck? Maybe a little more British sounding since Dr. Fang apparently was British. Hey there, chappie, what's the fucks on this fine morning? Edward's lips twitched. So, who let the dogs out? The giant one cracked in the awkward silence. Woof, woof, he added and laughed loudly. Blondie let out an undignified snort. The rest remained silent and just kept staring. After another long moment, Edward clapped Carlyle lightly on the arm, squared his shoulders, and marched towards Jacob. Was it go time then? Apparently it was. Jacob sprang up from his chair like a soldier. A very sexy soldier with rippling abs. He rippled his abs just to make sure Bella saw. Damn. It was a shame he hadn't thought to smear some maple syrup on his chest. Edward could have licked it off. If that hadn't sealed the deal, Jacob didn't know what would. Edward gave him this utterly horrified look, hissing under his breath. Quiet enough Bella couldn't hear, but the rest of the family sure did. You moron, I wouldn't be able to eat it, he whispered. Before any of the leeches could ask, Edward grabbed Jacob by the shoulders and pulled him in for a very stiff kiss. Once again, Edward jumped straight to using tongue. Maybe it was that Jacob was a little more prepared for it this time around, but it wasn't quite as awful as the first time. Still sickly sweet and still very cold and unyielding. But the sweetness wasn't quite as sharp this time. It was more like fruit that had almost been in the fridge too long, was in danger if it hung around another day or so. He felt two stone hands grab onto his buttocks and squealed like a pig into Edward's mouth. Edward made sexy growling noises back, or what he probably thought were sexy growling noises, Coming out of a vampire's throat, it sounded like he was grinding a pair of rocks together. God damn it, Jacob wished they'd covered boundaries last night. What happened to kissing, touching, flirtations? Gingerly and probably too slowly to be convincing, Jacob placed his hands on Edward's buttocks too, 
moving them around slightly as he tried to get a good hold on them, careful not to touch the butt crack. Edward had a surprisingly nice butt, but there was just something to caressing stone glutes that wasn't entirely easy. The lad had ass cheeks of steel. Once again, Edward seemed to have forgotten about the breathing problem, and Jacob had to rip his head back from Edward's, gasping like a whale. He was, of course, still dick to dick with Cullen, as Cullen had yet to let go of his booty. The family was staring. Bella was pointedly not, looking down at the table and hiding her face behind her hair as well as her hands. Edward was the first to compose himself. He leaned across the table, gently pried Bella's hands away from her face, and said, The Afastil stands. For a moment, Bella just stared at him in numb disbelief. Then tears started to gather at the corner of her eyes. Her lips wobbled and crumbled into a mask of tragedy, and her entire frame shuddered as she took a wheezing breath. Carlyle unfroze. In a flash, he was across the room and grabbed both of Bella's upper arms to pull her out of her chair. He didn't say a word as he put her under one arm, grabbing the still-frozen Jasper with his available hand, and hauled them both out of the kitchen. A few seconds later, they all heard the doors to his Mercedes open and close, the engine rev, and then the sound of wheels spinning on the gravel as he drove away. Well, shit, Jacob summarized. So much for ensuring Bella couldn't leave the house. Next time, Edward was going to have to steal everyone's car battery. Edward nodded contemplatively. Then he remembered his family still standing at the kitchen. I can explain, he said even though not one of them had yet to ask. They waited. I'm doing this for Bella, Edward began. Yeah, Blondie interjected. We could really see that. If you would let me finish, Edward hissed, eyes flashing, looking at the woman and just daring her to continue. She held up her hands in defense, rolling her eyes, silently giving him permission to continue. Bella wants to have sex before she becomes a vampire. It's her one great wish for human life, the ultimate human experience. I can't give that to her, but she refuses to believe me. Rosalie's eyes widened with realization, but the others didn't appear to have caught on yet. At least, the big one hadn't. The big one, Jacob found as he looked at him, was still frozen. Looked like he hadn't processed the good old man-on-man -man action yet. And the little sidekick, well, her brow was creased as she fiercely concentrated on something. She didn't look like she was entirely in the present. Which left Mama Vampire. At catching Jacob's eye, she smiled and deposited another batch of pancakes on his plate. Surreptitiously, which wasn't surreptitious at all given the room of vampires, Jacob took the plate and resumed eating. Well, I can, Jacob said, a bit muffled as he'd forgotten to swallow the pancake first. I'm sorry, what? Blondie asked, now turning her attention back to him. Jacob swallowed the pancake. Edward can't give her the human experience, but I sure can, he said, and winked at her. It appeared she had nothing to say to that. She visibly shuddered, her entire frame doing this strange, unnaturally graceful motion where you could see her spine undulating. She opened her mouth, closed it, then held up her hands. No, just no. If anyone needs me and you don't need me, I will be in the garage. She made her way out of the kitchen only to pause at the threshold. She looked back at Edward, eyes narrowed. And since you're going to hear this anyway, yes, Edward, you're a pig. Then she was out the door. 
Edward rolled his eyes at her. Emmett closed his mouth and stared at them for a long moment. I've got nothing, he confessed, sounding truly upset at this. Uh, you gotta give me 24 hours. I've got nothing. He walked out of the kitchen in a daze. Unlike Blondie, he did not pause at the threshold nor even look back. He just rubbed the back of his head, shaking it, looking unusually despondent, leaving Jacob and Edward with just Alice and Mama Vampire. Another pancake? She asked Jacob kindly. Thank you, Esme. Edward said gratefully. For being so understanding. Well... Esme said, pausing for a moment and looking conflicted. I do understand why Bella is upset and surprised, but I also see where you're coming from. I never knew the joy that intimacy can bring when I was human, and I think it's important that Bella knows what it feels like, even if it can't be with you. I think you should have another talk with her. Edward pursed his lips in thought. Without Jacob? Esme added carefully. Without Jacob? Jacob wasn't sure he liked the sound of that. Besides, wasn't he the man of the hour? He felt like if they were discussing his hot body, then he should be in the room when it happened. Maybe I could have a talk with her without you, he suggested to Edward. Esme grimaced lightly, but she was graceful enough that it looked like a pout. She turned back to the pancakes. The pixie, however, was not nearly as subtle. Her smile was strained to the point where it wasn't even a smile anymore, but instead bared fangs. Edward, can we talk? She asked and pointedly looked only at Edward, not even a glance at Jacob. Edward nodded. Outside, she added, her bell-like voice more dangerous than it had any right to be. Then she spun on her heel and disappeared out of the kitchen door and presumably out of the house. Edward and Jacob exchanged a look, and then they were both rising from their chairs. Thanks for the pancakes, Jake said as he finished the last of them, practically inhaling the second stack. Oh, you're very welcome, Esme said with a dazzling smile. It's nice to be able to get a chance to cook for someone who can actually eat it. Jacob suddenly realized that she probably hadn't become this good at cooking just in time for Bella to show up only a year or so ago. Jacob was assaulted by visions of Mama Vampire, the Food Network, and dozens of dishes in the trash. He wondered, as he left the kitchen, if he could suggest she donate all her dishes to him. They found the pixie near the tree line outside the house. Why is he here? She asked Edward, not wasting so much as a glance in Jacob's direction. It concerns him, Edward said, as if this was obvious. Which, frankly, it was, and Jacob appreciated Leechface having his back at this. Edward shot him a quick half-smile. Make it not concern him, Alice demanded, sounding even bitchier than Queen Blonde Bitch had earlier. He's not going anywhere, Alice, Edward said, sounding utterly resolute and unyielding. Dare Jacob say it? He kind of sounded a little badass. Well... My visions are... I can't see anything! She hissed and stomped her foot pettily. Oh, Jacob was enjoying this. Edward just smiled back at her. Who's to say that's not a good thing? Alice's eyes nearly bugged out of her head. What? She asked. Those futures you insisted on for Bella. Edward said, his smile now taking a smug and almost cruel edge. The one so certain it convinced even Aro of the Volturi. 
they're not necessarily the only class, are they? Not when you can't see everything. For a moment, Alice was speechless. Then she shook her head. Edward, she said, her voice exasperated and more than a little tired. We've been over this. We've been over this many times. Bella dies or she turns. There's not the door. And I still refuse to accept it. Yeah, Jacob added for emphasis, just to throw the sport out there. No leech Bella's in his house. Edward grinned at him and he grinned back. Alice looked between them, her eyes growing impressively big. Have you forgotten everything? Alice asked him dazedly. Have you forgotten the birthday party? The times he tried and failed to leave? Have you forgotten the Volturi? The Volturi are ancient. Edward dismissed. It may be 10 to 20 years before Jane was here two weeks ago. She's written this. Alice screamed. Edward gave her a look. Jane was here because of the newborn army, Alice. And dare I remind you, she showed up late. I think we're fine. Alice stared at him and stared. She stared at Jacob. Edward, Bella doesn't just belong to you, she finally said. If you do this, you'll be robbing me of my best friend again. I did it once. Don't make me do it again. Bella belongs to herself, Edward corrected. And I'm doing what is best for her. Yeah, Jacob said again, feeling the need to participate in some way in this argument. Besides, Leech was right. Shut up, dog, Alice said, her first time acknowledging him, before turning back to Edward. Edward, just because I can't see anything with him some light in the future, doesn't mean the future is changed. If she stays human, there's a greater and greater chance someone will slip up again. This isn't protecting her. Edward merely smiled, that douchey, I-know-something-you-don't kind of smile. It appeared he wasn't going to tell Alice about his long-term plan just yet. So Jacob did the same thing, and mirrored Edward's smile at Alice. You're a fool, Alice deadpanned. Don't do this, and before you say no, remember the last time I said not to do something. Think very carefully and remember how that ended for you. I know what I'm doing, Alice, Edward said. On that note, Edward continued, now looking over at Jacob musingly. I was wondering if you might help us. You see, Jacob, while admittedly a specimen of masculinity, is lacking fashion sense. I was wondering if you might assist us. Alice laughed, a bright, tinkling sound, like she was goddamn Tinkerbell. Are you serious? Are you really serious right now? She continued laughing, her laughter taking on a shrill edge. Alice, you haven't done a makeover since you got Carlyle out of his ancient mended rags in the 50s. And Carlyle was already perfect. You just needed a new wardrobe. Jacob is a project. Jacob blinked. Something about what Edward had just said didn't sound right. Oh, I am not that cheap, Edward Cullen, Alice said shaking her head with a knowing smile. It'll be fun, Edward insisted. I will not assist in this current's destruction, Alice said sweetly. Alice, Edward complained, but Alice shook her head adamantly. Count me out, Edward growled at her. Speaking of, something 
I can see, Alice said, clapping her hands together. Carlisle and Jasper are in Bella's room, and oh gee, Bella sure is telling them quite a story. How fun! With that, she ran off into the woods. Jacob suspected to kill something. Jacob and Edward were left staring at each other. I'm going to get more pancakes, Jacob finally said. It was over an hour later that Carlisle Cullen returned alone. Jacob had spent more time with the good doctor than he would have liked. Sure, much of it had been spent with him high on morphine, but thanks to his injuries, they'd spent more time together than he would have ever imagined. He'd never seen the doctor angry or even remotely frustrated. Oh, he'd said multiple times that he had no idea how shapeshifters worked, apologized for everything and then some as he tended the wounded, but he'd never been angry. Even when the leeches were tearing apart newborns like Terminators on speed, Carlisle Cullen had managed to remain composed. As a result, picturing Dr. Fang angry was like picturing a raging kitten. Sure, it's a theoretical possibility, but if you ever have to deal with one, it's not going to be much of an issue. Scratch it on its fuzzy little belly and problem solved. Or in Dr. Fang's case, give him a fuzzy kitten to eat and problem solved. Today, Jacob was proven wrong. Jacob never would have imagined it before, but it turned out Carlisle Cullen was one scary motherfucker when angry. He was a tall guy, but like everyone else, was shorter and slighter than Jacob. But it felt like he took up the entire room. The very air around him crackled with electricity, and beside him, Jacob felt Edward shrink like a sweater on the wrong washing program. Yes, my dear, Carlisle said through gritted teeth, barely keeping his voice even. Could you give me a moment alone with these two? Esme didn't have to be told twice. One moment she was behind the stove, still supplying pancakes, and the next the stove was off, the kitchen counter cleaned, and Esme gone. Carlisle slowly glided, actually glided, to stand in the middle of the room. Where's Jasper? Edward asked, voice unusually quiet and meek sounding. With Bella? Carlisle said ignoring the way Edward flinched at the answer. She wasn't doing well when I left, and I thought it best that someone stay with her. Carlisle, he... Edward began, but quieted at the look Carlisle gave him. Edward. Carlisle said after a very long pause. I want you to know that Bella has already told me what happened, but I wanted to hear it from you, in your own words. Somehow, Edward grew even smaller. Jacob slipped his hand into Edward's. The guy seemed like he needed it. Carlisle's eyes snapped to their hands immediately and narrowed. Jacob made a mental note to ask Edward exactly how old Carlisle was. Seemed the guy was a bit of a homophobe. Figures. Are you doing this for Bella? Edward began meekly. Jacob couldn't help but notice that this was the second time today he'd used that opening, and that it sounded even worse the second time around. Carlisle's eyes narrowed further his whole body tense. Carlyle said nothing, waiting for Edward to elaborate. Edward cleared his throat, looking like he was trying to buy himself time, only no words were coming out. Looking at his face, it was clear that he had nothing to say. Words had abandoned him entirely. She wants a human experience, Jacob supplied, borrowing Edward's phrasing when it became clear Edward wasn't going to say anything. Carlyle's blazing eyes snapped to him. 
And Jacob was reminded of just how golden they were. Not human, his instincts screamed at him for a moment, and he had to fight back the sudden urge to phase. Edward squeezed his hand, and Jacob shot him a grateful look. Bella wants a uh, human experience. She's refusing to acknowledge that she could get fuck. Um, Jacob searched for a more Carlisle appropriate term. Shagged to death. Edward can't do it. And that's where you come in, Carlyle said, his voice oddly quiet, yet perfectly understandable and just as alarming as if he had shouted. Jacob opened his mouth to say yes, but words were failing him too. He closed it and nodded with an mm-hmm sound. And Edward has told you everything? Carlyle asked, his focus not wavering from Jacob in the least. Jacob wanted to say yes, but the way Dr. Fang was looking at him, it was like he was just daring Jacob to say it. Dr. Fang looked like he thought the answer was no, which maybe? Edward was sly. Jacob had learned that much. Except he didn't think Edward would gain anything by lying to Jacob about any of this. Maybe he wanted Bella to be a vampire too, but no. Jacob had thought that before. It wouldn't really change anything if he thought it now. Might make their alliance a little weirder, but Jacob still would have agreed. I have, Edward said. Carlyle's eyes widened for a moment and then narrowed, and Jacob had the feeling that there were Kill Bill sirens playing somewhere. Somehow, they just made the guy even angrier. Then he's told you why Bella is willing to marry Edward, Carlyle said. Despite it going against everything she believes in? What? Jacob glanced at Edward, but he looked equally confused and equally wary. This seemed like news to him, too. And then he must have caught Papa Cullen's thoughts. Carlyle, it's not like that, he said hurriedly. Bella is just confused. Somehow, Jacob had the feeling that a less terrified Edward would have found a much better word than confused, or a less honest one. Confused, Carlyle echoed tonelessly, eyes flashing. Bella's very young, Edward insisted. This is a first real relationship. Sometimes she gets the wrong idea, or she doesn't understand why I... Carlyle cut him off. Your response to a young, confused woman in her first real relationship who has the wrong ideas and doesn't understand the partner is to force her to marry you? Funny how just one day earlier, hearing Dr. Fang say this to Frequard would have made Jacob's day. No, made Jacob's life. He would have pulled out a recorder and begged Carlyle to repeat it, then had him autograph the tape. Now, though, he felt ashamed, as if Edward's decision was somehow a reflection of him as well. Do you even understand why she's upset? Carlyle asked. Jacob paused. He had a vague idea. Well... Man-on-man actions should have been inspiring to anyone. Jacob certainly wouldn't have said no to a party with the ladies. Well, maybe not Bella and Leah. That would be a match made in hell. But these were people Bella liked. She wanted them to be friends for ages. Now they were friends who went to first base. Bella was getting everything she wanted. Jacob had raised the Swiss flag in her honor. He really had no idea why she was upset. Shocked, yeah, maybe for the first few hours, but still upset even now? Jacob was actually getting a little pissed thinking about it. Edward was on more solid ground here, though. Carlyle, I'm not sure if she told you this part, but she has feelings for Jacob. He waited a beat, 
to see if this in any way mediated Carlyle's temper. It didn't. Not to be dissuaded, Edward continued. She has feelings for both of us, which is why we're doing this in the first place. We wish to entice her. Something about the way he said, entice her, sounded wrong to Jacob's ears. Like there was some other word Edward meant in its place. Something not good, but Jacob couldn't quite place it. Carlyle lifted his hands off the counter. Jacob suspected before he could accidentally make dents in it. He put his hands together, and it would have been a peaceful stance if he didn't look like a part of him really wanted to put them around Edward's throat. It's only natural that Bella, a virgin, would be unsettled by something so overt. At first, anyhow. Carlyle... Edward said, lowering his voice and widening his eyes in a bid to convey sincerity. I assure you, I have this all under control. We've planned it out carefully. We know, Bella. This is going to work. Yeah! Jacob added for emphasis, and gave his most reassuring smile. Yes, I can see that. Carlyle said, looking down at his hands. It seems you have thought through every aspect of this. If that wasn't a statement that said, but, then Jacob didn't know what was. However, Carlyle didn't continue. He just kept staring at his hands. This was the awkward thing about leeches. Sometimes they just did that, just froze. Jacob hadn't been around them enough to see it a lot, but he had recalled when they were practicing how to kill newborns. The Cullens who hadn't been practicing had stood too still, like a DVD set on pause. Carlyle stood like that, staring at his hands for over a minute. A part of Jacob wished he hadn't eaten those pancakes so quickly. He kind of wanted one again. Carlyle? Edward finally dared. Carlyle's eyes snapped up to meet Edward's. Edward, you need to understand just how seriously you hurt Bella and endangered your relationship with her. I can honestly say that if Esme ever did to me what you've done to Bella, that would be the end of our relationship. Jacob couldn't help it. He whistled. Dimly, he wondered if Carlyle meant if Esme had made out with another dude, or if he'd be that upset about her making out with a chick. It was unclear from the context, but Jacob was getting the idea that this was probably about the gay thing, which was pretty weak sauce if you ask Jacob. Jacob wouldn't mind if Bella made out with a chick. That Angela girl, for instance, nice. Edward's jaw fell. He looked as if he'd taken a physical blow to the groin. Carlisle! He breathed in horror. You can say that? I can, Carlisle said. Just as you apparently can do whatever you wish when it comes to the lives of others, so long as you can justify it to yourself. Carlisle! Edward protested. You're not enticing Bella, you're cheating on her! Carlyle burst out, raising his voice for the first time. Edward looked equally stunned, the idea clearly never having occurred to him, which it hadn't to Jacob either. This whole thing, the only reason either of them were doing this was for Bella. Bella was the entire fucking point. Besides, Dr. Fang was missing a key point. Doc, we're straight and we're guys. There are no feelings involved whatsoever. Jacob clarified, gesturing for emphasis. Not cheating. Edward nodded emphatically. That makes it even worse. Dr. Fang breathed. 
Edward, Carlyle said in stunned horror, looking over at Jacob. You turned this young man into a prostitute. This young man doesn't mind at all, Jacob said, and waggled his eyebrows at Dr. Fang for a quarter of a second, before remembering that this was Carlyle Cullen he was waggling his eyebrows at. Jacob didn't have respect for leeches, but it was Carlyle Cullen the guy who had once saved his life and made a treaty with Jacob's ancestor. He directed his gaze to the counter and felt himself flush a dark red. He's not a prostitute, Edward dismissed, looking as if he was trying to sound amused by the very idea. Are you not using his body sexually with no feelings involved for your own gratification? Carlyle asked. Bella's gratification, you mean, Jacob corrected. It's all about the lady. This... Kissy, touchy stuff with Edward, that's just, you know, to show her the possibilities. If I'm a prostitute, then Edward is too. Carlyle gave him a look. Something about it reminded Jacob inexplicably of hot blonde. Huh. Guess there was a family resemblance after all. Edward gave him the stink eye. Carlyle, this is getting out of hand. Edward said with a sigh. It's already out of hand, Carlyle interrupted. Edward continued, raising his voice slightly and purposefully speaking as if Carlyle had not said a word. I'm not sure what Bella told you, but I assure you, Bella told me that you two have made a bargain where you won't have sex with or turn her unless you get married first, which in turn makes you wonder where that bargain stands now and that sex is apparently out of the question. Edward blinked. What? Carlyle's lips were very thin now. It seemed the conversation had reached the point he was most upset about. Only a few months ago, Bella Swan, a human, visited Volterra and was told that if she did not turn into a vampire, she would be murdered in the most horrific manner one can imagine. Carlyle said. The instant she arrived home, she put the issue to vote, because she believed if she did not, the family would gladly leave her to this fate. I said yes, but half the family, including you, said no. Wait, what? Jacob had not heard about any of this. He whirled to stare at Edward, but Edward was dead silent, and somehow paler than usual. And now I learn that even after this vote, you leverage turning her with marriage. By conflating the two issues, Edward, there arises a question of what will happen should the marriage fail. Carlyle continued. If you leave her, if your relationship fails, then will the entire family move at your whim once again? Leaving Bella for Aura to find her? It was truly impressive the way Carlyle managed to convey so much icy fury without having to raise his voice or even resort to saying mean things. For the first time, Jacob could truly appreciate that this guy was indeed a parent, a terrifying one. The Volturia aren't the problem, Edward said, finally finding his voice. I've told her that. Then you are a fool, Carlyle said bluntly. Because I assure you, Aro is not one. Edward gaped at Carlyle for a moment, obviously rankled, before he spoke. Now, Carlyle, I thought about this, he said insistently. We take her someplace, maybe I'll ask me. And then, regardless of what you believe, you have raised the stakes, Carlyle said. You are not only pressuring Bella into a marriage she does not want, but now you are forcing her to engage in sex with another man while you watch, at the risk of her very life should she refuse. No, Edward shouted and rose from his chair. Yeah, what the fuck, Doc? Jacob said and rose too. Look, Jacob said, holding up his hands. 
I get that it's fucking weird, but Bella's marrying a leech. If she wants sex with the guy, if she wants sex, period, then there's sacrifices she's going to have to make. Carlyle hissed at him. Edward and Jacob both blanched. You're unbelievable. Carlyle whispered, voice oddly hoarse, and for a moment he looked like he might actually pounce at them. <laughs> Who's gay now? He turned away from them for a moment, but didn't leave the room. Instead, facing the door, he said, Edward, if you value your relationship with Bella at all, I suggest you beg her forgiveness. Moreover, you need to abandon this plan immediately. With Jasper or myself present. He added, shooting a venomous look over his shoulder. As for you, Jacob, Carlyle said, I suggest you reconcile yourself to the end of your and Bella's friendship. As I understand it, that was your intention from the start. So perhaps it is no great loss. He breathed deeply and turned back to face them. As it stands, Bella will be turned either way. I've made her the offer and under no circumstances am I withdrawing it. With that, he left the room. So quickly Jacob couldn't see him move. Damn, he looked faster than Edward for a moment there. He can't do that, Jacob said numbly. He can't... Can he do that? His mind ran through the facts. The tribe had all but accepted it. Sam, darkly, had called her a war bride at one point. The entire tribe had given up on her. Bella would be turned and none of them were going to interfere. That was the price they paid to remain on good terms with the Cullens. A few days ago, Jacob had all but accepted it. That's why he'd intended to cut himself out of her life while he still could remember her as a human being. No, Edward said. No, he's offered before, and Bella didn't take it. He took a deep breath and buried his head in his hands. She wants me to do it. She's adamant. He seemed to gain confidence as he spoke. Bella can still choose to remain human. He continued. Carlyle won't deny her that. Not if she chooses it. It's an empty threat. Edward said, a demented smile now on his face. What about the Volturi and that arrow guy? Jacob inquired. Edward shook his head. Not a problem. Jacob opened his mouth to ask further, but Edward was nodding to himself. Carlyle lived with him for many years. I guess it makes sense that he thinks a bit high left him. He shot at Jacob a smile. No matter. I assure you, staying a human is still very much an option for Bella. Jacob felt himself relax. It was fine then. He felt like he'd just been through the lecture of hell, but it was all still fine. Bella might still end up human and with him at the end of this. With us. Edward corrected, but didn't look offended, instead a touch amused. Whatever you say, leech. Jacob said with a huff of laughter and a smile. They laughed together. It really was a shame Edward was a leech. Jacob was starting to feel like they could have been great friends in another life. Edward grinned at him at that. Why not in this one? Before Jacob could reply to that, Pixie returned. Ah, good. You're still in here, she said, entering the kitchen looking pleased as punch. You see, normally, I'd know, but my visions have just been doing the weirdest thing all day. Oh, by the way, Carl's not going to be going into work today. He's in the woods, currently staring at trees. He'll be doing that for a while. I tell you when he's coming back, she continued with a perky smile. But I'm not sure if Jacob's ever leaving the house. 
So who even knows? I'd ask you to fake his voice to call him sick to the hospital, but I guess you just have Jacob call Bella to dirty talk to her. So I'll have to ask Emmett. With that, she dumped the few remaining pancakes on the counter in the trash before leaving the room. That bitch, Jacob breathed. I was going to microwave those. Do you think Esme will make new ones? He asked in his mind. Edward nodded microscopically. His thoughts appeared to be elsewhere. Don't worry about her, Edward said out loud. Carla either, or the rest of them. They, if we succeed, when we succeed, they'll see that we were right. That this was the only path forward for Bella and for us. He nodded to himself, more confident now. They'll see. They'll have to. Right. Jacob was on board. He was a little too deep not to be. So, Operation uh, Manage a Troy is still a go, he mused aloud. Your French is terrible, Edward said, actually wincing. But yes. Yes, Operation Manage a Troy is still a go. That's what I said, Jacob noted. It is most definitely not what you said. Menage a Troy. Edward's lips twitched and he shook his head mutely. Regardless, he said. Since this morning appears to have had mixed results, I suggest we return to the makeover idea. We'll head to Seattle. I'll drive and pay. Jacob's eyebrows raised. He wasn't turning down free clothes. Can we drive the Aston Martin? He asked. Edward lit up at the thought of the car. They grinned at each other. Distract Rosalie, Edward commanded. I'll get the car when she's out of the garage. Can do, Jacob said, and resolved to throw red nail polish at her.